0: With former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. It's my favorite time of the week. Let's go out to the Brown and and Celebrity Line. Joined by Joey Vitale, the Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. Joey, how you doing today, buddy? BK,
1: what's going on, boys? I tell you what, I was having a great morning. Well, I tell you, this happens to me once a month. Uh, I understand what the women go through once a month, but what? us men... We get that credit card bill. Once oh yeah.
2: Boy.
1: Boy. I love that piece of plastic just, you know, you just swipe it and you get whatever you want, but now it comes up and haunts you every now and then.
2: Joey, that's a great a great take, okay? And let's expand on that because I remember when I started getting my first paychecks in the NHL and I was like, This is great and you know, the banks are giving you credit cards. Like you didn't even ask for it. They're like, Hey, here's a platinum card. Just go enjoy yourself, you know? And then I remember using it and not fully understanding just, you know, how big the kick in the balls was going to be at the end of each month and then the interest that goes on top of it. You ever have that almost out-of-body experience to where you thought you had all this money, but all of it was just kind of make-believe because you owe the credit card so much and the interest? Oh, I'm telling you, man, it
1: uh, it creeps up in a hurry. And, and this is a serious thing uh, for but I think the casual listener and, and the casual fan to understand with these athletes, and I know it sounds crazy. How does so and so go bankrupt after playing 15 years in the NFL, or so and so go bankrupt paying 20 years in the show? I'm telling you guys, it's it, it is that weird thing where you think it's so much, or you see that number. Okay, uh, Mahomes, whatever you signed for 500 million, but is it really 500 million? Not even close. You know, you look at you look at um, for example, Austin Matthews' signing bonus. What was that coming in like oh, just under 16 million? Is it 16 million? Yeah, but not really. You know, you figure taxes, you figure agencies, uh, you figure, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or the guys around you. I mean, it's uh, it does kind of creep up and catch up, but I know certainly I had one of those moments. The good news for the players uh, this year, which we just kind of found out and saw Bob McKenzie reported on it. He's kind of giving details. The new CBA talked to a couple guys about it yesterday as well. Uh, the league seems to be taking great care of the players here through playoff bonuses. I think the bonuses went up from $16 million to $32 million for this upcoming playoff here in August. I think it said, if you lose in the first round, get this guys, if you lose in the first round, the team, each player gets 20 G. And if you win the cup, you get just shy of a quarter of a million dollars. So I think the owners, again, I think they were smart. I think they understood what these players, what kind of incentive and they need to persuade these guys to get back. And that's not, not so great of times. And how do you do that? You get out your checkbooks and I think they did a good job and this is going to be a great incentive for the players uh, to, again, get back to what we got to do and get back to work here in August.
0: We're talking with Joey Vitale. He's a blues analyst for 101 ESPN. Joey, I want to go back to this credit card situation because sure. I am currently a single man, although, well, not single. I have a girlfriend. You may want to word that differently. I, I want to clarify here. I am not a married man. Um, and when you get married, a lot of people go the joint account route, right? They they decide we're going to merge these two accounts and we're going that direction is this something that I need to be afraid of, Joey Vitale?
1: You know, that's a great question. I, I think you should just defer <laughs> to your wife on everything. Uh, I, think, see, I think the wives, to me, they my wife always wanted to merge, right? Because then it just looks like one lump sum at the end of the month where you see X amount of dollars, like, oh, my gosh. And then instead of, you know, uh, well, this is mine, this is yours. Because no, no, no guy wants to go through the details of sitting down and actually going through what they spent. And the women know this. But if you have separate ones, then you'll see, you'll see you know Jessica's got this and Randy's got that, and Randy will have probably an eighth of what Jessica has, and that just is just going to lead into a lot of more arguments and fights, and no one has time for that. So I think for both people, for the sanity and peace of the the marriage, I think you should merge them and just and just shut up and be happy. I guess is all I have to say.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Just uh, pick the hill that you're going to die on, and then but don't pick that hill, in my opinion. The nice thing for me is she's the
0: breadwinner in the group, and so I mean she's also the bigger spender out of the two of us. But wow,
2: oh, shots fired! Wow, shots fired on Not that enough one.
0: to make up the difference between the two of those things, so it ends up being a okay for me. I tell you what, sometimes BK, you remind me of Donald Trump. You just like <laughs> self implode. The more you talk, you just,
1: you, just, you just destroy yourself. And I listen. I, I, I'm okay with Trump. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about Trump, but I just, the more he talks, the more he just destructs. I can see Joe Biden. You know, everyone's probably like, you know, where's like where's Joe Biden? Where's Joe Biden? Joe Biden's like, I'm good. I'm good in my hotel room. I'm going to hang out for another three months. This guy just keep talking. BK, you remind me of that a lot. Uh, I don't even
0: know how to react to that. Go ahead, Jamie. Joey,
2: <laughs> speaking of self-imploding, okay, uh, BK and I were talking a little bit earlier on the show about how teams in the getting back to training camp, getting back to the city, how tough it could be on a locker room if there's an irresponsible player or two that get out there and somehow, you know, get COVID-19 and drag it back to the team. So I guess my question is this to you, the Blues, no secret, they've gone through it or are currently going through a bit of a COVID problem. I don't think it's a huge issue, but they're certainly going through it. Is it better that the Blues are going through this right now and they can have those really tough, you know, discussions right now rather than getting up to Edmonton and then all of a sudden guys step outside the bubble up there and it becomes a disaster? Is this kind of an advantage for the Blues right now? I mean, obviously it's not fun, but you know what I mean.
1: Uh, Jamie, it's not kind of an advantage. I think it's a complete 100% advantage because, you know, I I talked to a Blues player about this last week, and and this is just human nature. I'm not sure if I talked about on this show or not, but, you know, this whole COVID thing – uh, to me, anyway, at least, you know, the safety of our homes, we always just you kind of feel like this virus is out there. I think a lot of these players around the league, you feel like you're untouchable. Everyone feels like they're untouchable until someone in your neighborhood gets it or maybe your cousin gets it or now your teammate gets it. Then it kind of becomes real. It kind of manufactures into something like real, right? So I think this is what these players now are going through. They're starting to see that X, Y, and Z tested positive. They're standing, you know, three stalls over from me. I golf with them on Friday or, you know, whatever. So they know it's close to home. So I think it's anything, everyone kind of puckers up a little bit. Everyone's going to tighten up, and they're going to say, "Whoa, boy, this is this is hitting home. This is very close to us now." And look, and look, it's it's what June or July seventh today, and I think these cases really uh, happened about a week, two weeks ago. So you're right. There's plenty of time to kind of diagnose this and kind of reflect on this. If you're a blues player and you're part of this blues organization saying that these guys got it and we need to be very careful. And I talked to Doug Armstrong uh, about this on um, Alex and I's show about this week in hockey, a little plug there for you and me, Alex. And, you know, he said that basically there's going to be lots of protocols now moving forward about how players should conduct themselves in phase three to get to phase four. Now, every team's doing that and the blues were going to do that no matter what, but I guarantee you these players are going to be even more cautious and more strict about, about what they have to do. Go to the rink, get your exercise, get your skate, get in the car, go home. Honey, do you order the groceries? Yes, order the groceries. Let's go for a walk to the park and back. Are we Stay at the park? No. Because these guys know it, it can happen to them. So I think this is a great time for them to happen, and I think it's the perfect time for them to all recover. Now, let's say these were a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, that still gives these players, assuming no other positive tests, a week to skate here. Before they leave uh, on July, I think they moved it up to July 24th now is now the the departure date for all teams with an exhibition game on the 25th. So even these positive tests that we saw, they still have a week after a two-week quarantine to come back, skate for a week, fly up to Edmonton, and possibly even play an exhibition game before we even do the round robin. So to answer your question, absolutely, the timing is great, and uh, I think it's going to be a good wake-up call for a lot of Blues players, and hopefully they... They take a lot of precautions moving forward.
0: Blues analyst Joey Vitale joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESP, and you can hear him and Alex Ferrario on this weekend hockey each and every Tuesday night at six o'clock. Joey, I did want to ask you about the blues and being able to finish this postseason because we've all kind of gone up and down and peaks and valleys on our confidence level of this being able to be concluded. Where are you at right now? And you're talking with the guys and your own assessment of it. How confident are you that the NHL is going to be able to pull this off?
1: You know, if I had to put a percentage on it, guys, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I'm not just trying to be optimistic here. To me, I'm, I'm definitely 90%. We're going to have a cup winner and 10% we're not. I think we're going to get to the bubble. I think uh, without question, I think I would put my life almost on that. Maybe 95 to 5, we're going to get to the bubble. The only thing that could happen is maybe something pops up once they're in the bubble, especially in a city like Toronto. So that kind of makes me a little nervous. But I, I am 90% sure we are going to see teams go to the bubble. Uh, it's going to be a great tournament. It's going to be a great playoff. And we're going to see a Santa Cup champion. And this isn't just my gut feeling. Again, I talk to players. And it's not just, not just asking them, are we going to do this thing? It, it's just like their tone, like their energy. You know, like just talking to the guys and their energy and their tone and the disposition, the attitude like, we're here. Let's go. Let's play. We're going to get up there and we're going to do our thing. Uh, there's a lot of incentives now for these players. They're going to make these hubs very, very well uh, kept. They're going to make them safe. Uh, a lot of great things. And the banquet halls, guys, listen, these are guys. They just want to play cards and they want to, you know, hang out with their buddies and, and play hockey. And that's at the end of the day what it could be. So uh, I do feel very confident. I think the NHL did a great job picking these two great cities. Uh, and that's one of the big things, too, as well, was where they were going to go, where we going to see a spike. I think they did a great job picking the Canadian cities where hopefully the numbers continue to stay low and the bubble continues to stay safe. And and I really do feel, guys, that uh, based off the players i chatted with, that this thing is going to happen. They're going to be leaving here on the 24th, uh, and we're going to have a great little tournament here.
0: Well, Joey, we're certainly looking forward to it. We can't wait to hear you and Curbs on the call with Ferrario on the pre-post and intermission for us here on 101 ESPN. We're looking forward to all that. We always appreciate your time, and we look forward to it each and every week. Thanks so much, man.
1: Thanks, boys. Have a great
0: week. You bet. That's Joey Vitale joining us here on RIVs and BK on 101 ESPN.